Greetings, Wayfarers Young and Old, to the Heart of Adventure podcast. Last time we left off, you guys are in the middle of this awesome spy mission thing that you're doing right now. We are split up into <laughs> split up into three different groups, and we're going to jump right back into this, but let's just go ahead and tell you guys where you all are so that you can be reminded. Yeah, remind me. Thornton, you are downstairs in the basement kind of hallway sections, and you're currently fighting Daytorus. Yeah, you're, you're being pummeled by Daytorus, big beefy man. The last thing you did actually was you took your turn to backstep and break the door in, and you're currently standing in the doorway of the laboratory. Yeah, which I was you haven't walking in. You haven't looked in yet, and you don't know what's in there. But you, Nimdiok, our rogue, and uh, Dipple. Dipple, our rogue, our ranger. <laughs> um, they are both upstairs in. Lord Brumby's room, which you have currently discovered last session, or yeah, well, last episode, that there was this symbol over his bed that matched the actual symbol of effectively mind control to what you're guessing, along with the fact that the entire city's street layout. Yeah, we like theorized that the city itself is a ritual ground. It, it, I, okay, you kept saying that phrase. That's not necessarily how that would work in my world. Um, it's more that that is just the symbol to which. The powers are... That's where the magic flows yeah, through, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's it. It's, it's more, a channeling it's, thing. Basically. It, it's kind of the same as saying, all right, let's lay down some wires in a shape to make some electricity happen. Do you have a map for me? Or like, I sadly don't. Do? Oh, okay. Sadly don't. Okay. Um, which we'll explore more of that in a second as well. Him, bro. And lastly, we have Sheik, <laughs> Be nice. the druid, and Angus, the bard, the crazy who bird. is currently... Actually, like, you guys are teeter-tottering on, like, getting caught or not, and you're just, like, fighting your way through every little... Bump in the road. I'm doing good with me. I don't know what you're talking about, but you are surrounded by a I'm bunch of confused people. guards currently. I'm getting people drunk and having a party. That being said, let's jump right back on into. Boing. Who wants to go first? <laughs> I kind of do, but I think we need to get into the tiger and the bard. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like I the like the because they don't really have anything to do right now other right. than not. Yeah. Okay. Do so something. that sounds like a book title: The Bard and the Tiger. <laughs> the Tiger and the, the Bard. So, Thornton. When you were fighting Daytorus, the guard captain here, the last thing you really saw was the fact that he instructed all the guards to go around yeah, all and the check the palace. Going now to Angus and Sheik, as you are in this room, both of you start to notice as the door, which is currently unguarded, that Thornton went down through, multiple guards start piling out and filtering into the actual room itself, this party room itself. And they start looking around for somebody and you notice a few of them go into a side room. And after a little bit of time, out comes Gelder, the scientist. Behind him, staying in the room, seem to be some sort of regal gnomes. You don't know who they are, but they look like some sort of royalty from some other town. Um, and they're in that room, but they're left behind as Gelder comes out, immediately catches eyes with you, Angus, and doesn't necessarily catch the eyes specifically of the tiger in the room, but does look at the tiger kind of knowingly. Almost. I want to look and be like, wait, man, I want to use a message to be like, oh, how are you doing? Are you ready to have the party now? Because you've been away for a wee little bit of time. He doesn't respond, but he is walking closer to you. As he begins to walk closer to you, Angus, he is looking very, very upset. Oh, you look like you woke up on the wrong side of the bed, why don't you? You are doing something you're not supposed to be doing. What? What are you What's talking about? I'm having a party. I'm, I brought a freaking lion here. He looks down and notices the drunk guard pass out on the floor. Looks back up to you. Where's the rest of your group? What? Where is the rest of your group? What are you talking about? You came as a group. 
Um, I don't know where they are. I came by myself with a tiger. Wrong answer. He pulls out a stone from his pocket. That Actually, the same one that Dipple saw earlier. Rubs his hand over it, and it glows. And suddenly, the ballroom floor, which had this engraved spiraling design, which you all saw earlier, but couldn't see in full clarity because no everybody was standing over it, the pattern itself begins to glow. And suddenly, every single party goer around you stops in their tracks. No way! And he says out loud, Find the group! This is some freaking I final wanna, boss stuff. I want to take out Bridget and try to cut his hand off. Okay, um, he's a bit far away from you. I want to die. <laughs> okay, you know what? I, I need you and Sheik to roll for initiative hey, here. Hey, I need you to bite against... that stone. Like, just eat that stone. I need you to do that for me. Oh, three, very good. Yeah, I got a 16. 21. Cool. Gelder goes first. He is not close to you at all. He's not within your range of movement, but he does immediately activate the shield around him as suddenly all the crowd looks directly at you and he looks at you confused. Angus, he looks directly in your eyes and suddenly is like surprised and kind of looks you up and down as if something didn't happen to you that he wanted. He also looks over and notices the tiger being free of its own volition and not being completely still like the rest of this crowd. And he is very confused. Sheik, you are up first. The crowd all kind of looks at you and is looking at Angus together. What do you want to do? So, I'm going to not be a tiger anymore first. You're going to not be a tiger? Yeah. Okay, cool. You untiger? I can't use powers or anything. That's fine. I think it's a bonus section, right? To untiger? I think so. Yes, it is. How far is he away from us? He is about 20 feet away from you. Gelder is currently. Okay, I'm just going to like throw that throw all I got at it this first time, and I'm going to cast Blight on him. Okay, awesome! I assume he has to make a save? Yes. A uh, constitution saving throw. Uh, that's just an 18. Mm. Well, he takes half. Alright, fair enough. Go ahead and roll for damage. Would you okay. take you the water out of him? I need 8d8. <laughs> what? What is she doing? Blight. You're demoisturizing a human being? <laughs> Moisturize me. <laughs> it reminds me of that piece of skin from Doctor Who. That's what I was referencing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. 16 points of damage as you go ahead and shoot this towards him, and uh, he gets super chapped lips as you do shrivel some water out of him right now, and he just starts to freak out and does get ready to kind of prepare something else as he's freaking out now that you're attacking him. All right. So if that's the end of your turn, Sheik, it's the crowd's turn, which is about to get meaty. Oh, boy. Let me just tell you, this is effectively, like zombie kind of style right now. All these people with blank faces stare- well actually- So it's like children and men? Never mind. No, it isn't like zombies. They actually aren't stone-faced. They look totally normal, but they immediately have the sole purpose of wanting to take you down. But they all look like totally normal people who have their own will of how they're gonna attack you. And now the crowd starts to attack you, which a good 20 people will go ahead and start lunging at both of you two, which- what's your ACs? 514. 14? What's your AC? 15. 15. All right, so you actually are going to be in the same category. Out of the 20 people, five of them hit you. Angus! <sighs> These people start pounding down around you. Like, you kind of just start getting ganged up by mainly a lot of guards. You have a lot of guards around you. So that is, wow, 15 points of damage to Angus and 10 to Sheik as these random people who are just in this party covered in fancy garb start clobbering around you. Some of them pick up like 
champagne glasses, they break it on a table and they have like a champagne glass shiv that they go towards you with, and they're all attacking you with different types of damage at this point. It is now Angus's turn as you're surrounded by this mob of people. What yeah, so do? how many people are around me? Uh, in your direct vicinity, there is a good ten or so. Yeah, I'm gonna do Thunder Wave. I don't care who I hurt. Absolutely. Go ahead. I need you so, to... So they have to do dexterity. So it's like the song, Clap Your Hands, like, I can make your hands clap, and it's like... <laughs> so it's like you know what? I love that you're incorporating the music right. you're doing as a bard. Thank you for yeah. doing that. That's a cool little detail. Yeah, we'll try and find right, free so No, yeah. we're not going to find that. So, they have to make a constitution saving throw. What do they have to be? Um, 13. 13? Okay. Yeah. As you go ahead and blast this, I need you to go ahead and roll for damage. Six of them succeed, meaning they're going to kind of... They actually half get pushed... Damage. They get half damage, and they also get pushed up against people behind them, so they don't go flying. But four of them actually go flying upwards over the crowd into this, like, room. This giant ballroom. Do they get fall damage? Yeah, they're, they're basically good and done. 17 damage. 17 damage. He says a second level. So, as you do this, it doesn't matter. Even the people who have taken the half damage from this... Everybody gets knocked out by this concussive blast that just. I'm like, boom. I'm done with this crap. Boom. <laughs> four yeah. people go flying and land onto other people, and the other four, the other six, I just kind of slump down as people start climbing <laughs> over them to attack you. This is kind of popping off in a major way. Yes. You're still Who's your bonus go action movement. This guy. Angus, bonus action movement. What do you want to do? Uh, I want to run towards the mage dude. You like shing 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 shing. Alright, you're, you're kind of pushing through people. Um, you're going to use your bonus oh. action to disengage if you're going to sure. do that. Alright, you bonus action disengage as you're ducking in between this crowd, heading towards Gelder. You are going to be. Honestly, you can move right up next to him in this turn. <laughs> I want to get so close, I can just give him a peck on the cheek. Alright, continuing this That's combat right here, we're starting at the beginning. Gelder's at the beginning. He sees you run up right next to him, and he gives out another command to some of the guards over in the side corner says, Protect me, come here! Course, a little weak. And they come and surround him in this effective, like, circular formation. Imagine, right like, a, a, a Roman soldier where they got the shield tank thing. They just yes. do that around his little bubble. He's going to attempt to use hold person on you. I need you to roll a wisdom saving throw. 17. Get down, sucker. 17? Let's see what his is. Okay. I think it's an 18. You're good. So he tries to hold you in your place, and you start to buckle in as your mind almost says, No, I should stop running towards him. But then you say, no, 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 I'm going towards him, and you continue to power through this. Sheik, it is now your turn, as, by the way, you have just done your little action right now, you've done your little blight towards him, he's protecting himself with these guards now, as you see Angus blow a giant blast, all these people go flying, and then Angus fights his way through his tiny little form, and he's walking up next to this guard formation. What are you doing? Shoot the fireball. <laughs> How about a lightning bolt? <laughs> That's cool! <laughs> Kill everybody! Yeah. Alright, um... So well, okay, so it's a five foot wide yeah. line. So can I avoid Angus while getting him in? Angus is to the left of him. Yes, you're okay. good. So this this is sixty feet long. Yeah, you're gonna hit for free. I'm just gonna say they're gonna all fail. Any of the random oh, little people it's in this party. hundred hundred feet long. God. Okay. Does it go through the wall? <laughs> you could go through a window. <laughs> uh, I need you to. Can wolf... I bounce it off a mirror? <laughs> I'm shooting like. I'm... That would be super cool. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> the lightning goes straight to them, and he also takes the damage, but it kind of just goes around him a little bit as the this force field that's around him. The lightning ignites flammable objects in the area that aren't being worn or carried. Uh, as the lightning streaks over to the far wall, it definitely catches this kind of elaborate, kind of embroidered wallpaper. So the far wall is on paper. Is on. <laughs> It's on fire. It's on paper, y'all. 
But now it's actually the crowd's turn as they go ahead and encompass around both of you again. Uh, and they're going to be doing the same amount of damage here. That's 16 against Angus. I'm sorry, that was like the high points of all these dice I'm rolling. And Sheik, you take 11 points of damage. As why, is that my, why am I the linking the most damage? I'm sorry, that's how the dice are being rolled. I'm rolling that, like, it just rolled high. As these people continue to just power around you, I mean, how does this look like for how you two? Points? You guys are just getting, like, hit upside the head. Probably not great. <laughs> Sweet. We're dying. You're dying. Oh, that's, <laughs> not, that's not good. That's why we have fived. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Angus, it is your turn. What do you want to do? Um, do you, wait, so is there currently... Did she just blast the people out of my way, the guards? No, did not blast them out of the way. Well, actually... Um, I fried, like... You fried, like... Two of the guards completely, and also a bunch of uh, the civilians that was in between you and Gelder. I got you. And behind Gelder. So I want to go use uh, Healing Word as a bonus action. Awesome. Yeah, please do that. There it is. Uh, seven points of healing. Mr. Bard, what do you say to give Sheik seven points of healing? Uh, That's me. He, got, he healed himself. Oh, you, well, what are you telling yourself? You can do it. You can do it. Don't give up. You're saying it in your head. <laughs> come on. Come on, Angie. You can do it. <laughs> you go back the to your time. A little bard that could. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You got action still. Uh, so how many guards are there in front of me? Hit, you can see Gelder through the crack in between the two guards, but they are left and right of him imposing themselves between you and him. I want to do, like, you know how in the movies they get the defibrillator and they, like, like scratch together and they go, clear! Yeah. I want to do that with thunderstrokes. I'm like, clear! Boom! Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. I mean, you got to play an instrument, so are you doing this with your ocarina? Yeah. Which is a ring that is an ocarina around his finger. So you go ahead and play this music as you go ahead and use this as your electrical, like, component here. Yeah, someone. Punch the guards effectively. I punch the cube where okay. they're, they're everyone's standing right there. So awesome. Do they have to do deck saves? Yeah, they have to be 13. As as you try to do this, Gelder speaks into your mind. No, he doesn't. What? And he diverts an attack made against him, provided the attacker is within 30 feet and visible to him. He must decide to do so before the attack hits or misses. You have to make a DC 14 wisdom saving throw. For what? To see if you actually target him or not. As he basically goes in your head and says, You don't want to do that. I got a natural 20. Okay, maybe yes, I want to do, do that. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. right, I cool. do. He's going to make a save as well, and that is a. <laughs> okay, maybe I do. <laughs> okay, sorry. Wisdom, what is this? Okay, so he succeeds. Go ahead and roll for the damage. Eight damage. Oh. Okay, cool. Not very high rolls there. Was... Nope. The guards don't go down, Ugh. Gelder doesn't go down, but you blast this into them. One of the guards they actually, actually, they actually fly back, yeah. One guard feet. flies out of the way, giving you now an open space in between you and Gelder. And now at the beginning of the round again, I will uh, wiggle my fingers, but I hit big boy. Gil- Gel- Gelder, at the end of this round, he says to the entire crowd, he says, Grab them! Grab me. And all of the crowd is now starting to this go towards you. This is scary. Sheik, it is your turn. You've got basically one turn before people now have stopped attacking you. They all drop their improvised weapons and they have their hands going straight towards you. Thunderwave. <laughs> <laughs> working. Okay, cool. Um, do you want to take your action to do this? Because once you hit them, then there's just going to be more that'll fill their place, although you will hit out all the people directly around you. Do something that will definitely kill people. You know what? I'm going to use Flaming Sphere instead. <laughs> okay, what does Flaming Sphere do? Um... 
A five-foot diameter sphere of fire appears in an unoccupied space of your choice, within range and lasts for the duration. Any creature that ends its turn within five feet of the sphere must make a dexterity saving throw. The creature takes 2d6 fire damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. As a bonus action, you can move the sphere up to 30 feet. If you ram the sphere into a creature, that creature must make the saving throw against the sphere's damage, and the sphere stops moving this turn. I like it. <laughs> okay, so yeah. I like it. So he just Make made sure this perfect guys... little spot right here that's unoccupied with this Thunderwave that they haven't moved into, far as I know. No, they have not. Um, let me just say, you two better be keeping track of how many slots you're I using. am. I am. And I'm now, sure. you're going to be using another one. As you create this orb of fire that just floats in between, suddenly the people right next to the orb, they get freaked out and they're like, and they kind of move away from it as you see their clothes already getting singed and they're taking that damage. Um, how much damage does that do? Uh, 2d6. 2d6. All right, never mind. They just fall so like. Long. Yeah, it, can you roll that really quickly? I can. I just want you to say they fall down dead, though. <laughs> you were about to say it. I was about to say anything. it, but I want to make sure you don't roll too low. Mm. 10. Exactly enough. Exactly as you make this fire just appear. This orb of fire, was it five feet in. Five foot in diameter. Cool. Oh my it's gosh. Five foot and then a five foot cube around yeah. it. Yeah. A miniature. So you've got this miniature orb of fire that just ignites in between all these people. And with that much damage, the people immediately around it burst into flames. And they're running through the crowd, accidentally catching other people on flames. You guys have taken out like 20 Angus and Sheik. At disadvantage, I need you to make either an athletics check or an acrobatics check to get out of the way of all these people trying to grab you like a zombie horde. So it's basically a grapple check then. It's a grapple check. The crowd is trying to grapple you. Uh, nine. Do you add anything to that? That is I added. added that's a six, that's not a nine. Fifteen. Yeah, it hit my pencil. Nine and fifteen. Angus, what did you do? What check? Um, acrobatics. Okay, I need you to describe how you dodge ten people reaching at you. I want to jump off the tables and climb on a wall and jump onto the lantern and be like hanging onto the lantern. The, or the, the lantern. chandelier. The chandelier. chandelier. That's what I meant. You go ahead and jump on the table, jump up, and kind of just, like, wall kick off the wall, and you are now hanging from this crystal chandelier. Sheik, you're currently grappled. Yeah. You are held, basically every one of your limbs is being held by a person, and you've got multiple people on each limb. Angus, this is your turn before we go to the other characters. How big is this chandelier? This chandelier is about, like, 20 feet in diameter, 10 feet in radius. This is the huge central chandelier, but it's kind of low-hanging. Okay. Um, I'm gonna shout out under Sheik and be like, sorry! <laughs> and I'm gonna like grab the where it's holding and do Thunder Wave and just explode oh the chains God. and it's gonna fall on top of everybody. Okay! Can I say one thing? Did you say falling 10 feet? Or 15 feet, I mean, yeah. It's... Yeah. That's cool. He's casting Thunder Wave on a glass crystal chandelier. He's making a grenade the size of a 20 foot <laughs> chandelier. <laughs> We're just going to put that out there. What's the damage that Thunder Wave does? So uh, now I have meat shields not being grappled. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm giving you cover. Okay. You, you, Thanks. 2d6. 2d6. Okay. Who, do it. Here's what I need you to do. Your Thunder Wave impacts the glass, and all the glass is now shrapnel, and the shrapnel will do the exact same amount of damage. Although, I'll say yes. The exact same amount of damage. I need you to roll the damage for Thunder Wave, as now the glass flies all the way around the room. Dude, why? I like it, but like five, two, so that's seven. Seven. Boom! As this blast happens, then the shatter is almost deafening. The glass flies everywhere. Honestly, you're gonna get cut as well. What if the blast is just like 
I mean, you're hanging from the chandelier, so any way that you blast it, I guess unless you climb into the center chandelier. Are you climbing into the center chandelier? I'm in the. I'm hanging from the thing. That's the where chain. I grab the, the chain. Okay, yeah. say so yeah. You climb up at the chain and you blast it downwards. You're totally fine, except for you're gonna take the fall damage from this fall as it rattles the whole thing. The ceiling breaks and oh. it falls down all entirely. I need you to roll. Jesus Christ. 3d10 damage for everybody below the chandelier. That's 18 already, and then 18 plus 5. 23. 23 damage for everybody. Okay. <laughs> she. I need you. Oh, man. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Go ahead and do that. Okay. If you fail, you're only taking half damage because the meat shields are already still working for you. If you succeed, you take zero damage. 14. No! <laughs> no, no! <laughs> okay. The chandelier. Wait, here. Can I give her inspiration? Because it's a bonus action. On your turn? Yeah. Yeah. Bonus yeah. action. <laughs> inspiration. Can we retcon it? Just we can retcon it right now, and you can now you can add a d6 to your roll. Yeah. Angus, Angus, what do you one. sing or say yeah, to inspire your comrade? Watch out, you're about to die. <laughs> da, 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 da. That's so inspirational. <laughs> okay, Angus, and you my are writing the chandelier down. This is a really cool slow-mo scene as the chain above you is like wrapping around and like whipping around. Imagine my beard like floating up when the way is going down, which is like... You crash down on the guards, on civilians, and on Gelder himself, dealing how much damage? Uh, 23, is that correct? Well, plus yeah, the three. 7 from the shrapnel. Yeah. 30 damage total. 30 damage total. As it crushes down, the guards are down, the civilians are pummeled into goo, and you have no idea what Gilder is currently. Because they're just a giant mess around you. But that is the I'm end okay. of this round. You're fine, <laughs> yeah. You're like, you, you're... It's great. Sheik, <laughs> you do get knocked to the ground. Okay, great. And uh, there are some very, there's, it's heavy. You're stuck underneath a body, and above that body is the arm of the chandelier, so you are a bit pinned down right now. You're gonna have to get helped outwards. There's also only like 10 regular civilians left in this room, along with about four more guards who can actually do real damage to you guys. Yes? Do the civilians look mind controlled? Still? They do still look mind controlled. Okay. Alright. Interesting. Nimdiok and Dipple. As you are currently going through your room right now, you are not in the zone of silence that you put in the hallway, which by the way is still confusing those two guards who are out there. And you suddenly hear a giant shattering falling noise of a chandelier in the main room, which is only outside the wall of the room you're in. I'm gonna re-describe the room really quick. You've got the bed, there's a desk covered in papers, and there's also two doors on the side wall. Um, one of which is slightly open, you can know that it's just a walk-in closet, and the other one is closed currently. You guys have unlocked the chest, looked inside, there's a lot of valuables inside. You also took the deck of magical cards, you don't know what they are yet, but they were glowing. And uh, you still haven't investigated the desk, nor have you investigated the other doors. What do you two want to do? Your time might be running short, depending on guard reaction time. I'm gonna go flip through some pages on the desk. I'm going to take a look at the symbol on the ceiling over Rumbi's bed. So, Dibble has already looked at it and ascertained that it's the exact shape as the street layout of this city. And is there a way that I can destroy it? Like, what is it made of? Is it... Put it in the Shadowfell. <laughs> <laughs> you put 
I'm getting this out of full strength. Uh, what is what is it made of? It so the roof itself is wood, and this seems to be carved into it, and it almost looks shiny and gem-like. Burning hands. Burning hands, just yeah. straight on the roof. Yeah. All right. It's gonna burn it down. The place is already on fire, That's so fair. you know. Um, how about this? How much? Are you gonna throw at this? Because you start burning the wood, you can't really tell if it's impacting the uh, symbol or not. How much am I gonna throw at it? Yeah, how much damage are you rolling? Burning hands is 3d6 of fire. Okay. Hmm. All right, so you just, <laughs> I- I'm gonna say, that's, roll the damage really quick. Eight. So, Dipple? There's this really funny camera angle where you're walking up to look at the papers on the top of the desk, and behind you there is this like ignition of <laughs> like it's a furnace going on behind you as he's just shooting throughout his fingers tips fire at the ceiling. I look back quickly and I shout, Nindyok, what are you doing? I mean, I'm burning the ceiling. <laughs> he's invested. Uh, I turn and- around, shake my head, and continue towards the desk. Okay. The ceiling is currently burning through, and the symbol almost looks to be heating up as if metal was heating up. It just gets redder. It doesn't seem to be doing much damage to the actual symbol, but the wood is burning. So you could actually burn the symbol out of the ceiling. That's Michael. Cool. You you can take another action. Do you want to take your next turn and take another action to do that? You're going to take another slot. I'm going to take two slots to do that? Yes. But if you take your second slot, you will burn it completely out. What are we going to do with the giant symbol? Like, we got to get out of here by ourselves let alone carry this thing. No, no, no. I'm gonna do it again. Okay, cool. It is now out. It falls down and hits down, and you see it's basically, the symbol itself is like a thin layer on the bottom, and there's wood behind it that just seems to be untouched by your flames, almost as if it was protecting that layer of wood. And now it's fallen down off the bed. Anything you want to do with that? Is it burning the is, bed? What is it? <laughs> a little bit. There's embers coming down oh. from the roof. What is it? Is it gems? Is it Wood? It's, is you it... don't know, honestly. It's like a gem-based paint that has solidified and protected the wood uh, behind it. Um, how big is it? Can I pick it up? <laughs> yeah, but it's like 10 feet in every direction. Sorry, well, 10 feet diameter. Imagine a sphere, like it's a giant shield kind of thing. But I can pick it up. You can pick it up, yeah. Can I throw it out a window? <laughs> um, it's hot? The, there, there is a, there's no side windows, but there is a skylight window. I think I described that. I don't remember, but I'm describing yeah. it now. There's a skylight window since you're up on the second floor. So if you want to throw it up somehow. You want to help me throw this out? Yeah. You know what? I'll turn around. I'm like, what are you doing? I walk over to him and... Let's get he, rid of it. Okay, great. How are we... I don't think I'm that strong, but we'll try. Well, we'll help each other. Okay. Okay, wait. Whoever's stronger will be rolling this check. The other person will help them. Two. I got plus one, so... All right, so, Dipple, I need you to go roll roll with advantage. That's how helping works. The helper is helping you by giving you advantage. Well, that's a non-natural 20. (laughs) So we just kind of... And get it out. You lunge it up like a sideways frisbee. It cuts through the glass and shatters out. And then just kind of awkwardly flops onto the rooftop outside. Um, is it staying on the roof? It stays on the roof, yeah. It doesn't fall down? It doesn't fall down, no. Well, it's gone now. I'm going to go look at these papers, and I turn back towards the desk. Yes. <laughs> As you go to the top of this desk, it is just covered with different things that the lord of a city might actually keep track of. I'm uh, looking for anything specifically that has a similar symbol to the ceiling gem that we just threw, and as well as the map. 
Okay. Um, as you look through all these different kind of investment ledgers and governing paperwork, you don't, you do not find anything specifically um, that has that symbol. Nothing has that symbol at all. Um, okay. You look through and you see investments in mining companies, workers' guilds, regular business stuff, uh, each signed by high-ranking officials. Like, this is just like everything is signed off by somebody important and involved in whatever that paperwork is. I need you... Well, actually, no. Here's what I'll say. There's nothing important on the top of the desk, but you do notice there is a locked uh, shelf. I have a mystery key. Um, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try it. Okay. On the, on the thing. You have a mystery key. On a natural 20, this key is basically the key that fits this lock. On anything else, it doesn't. Oh, oh my god! It's I a got nine. a 19. As you fit really? this key in, it just doesn't fit right, and it doesn't clunk over. Someday, Dippa will discover what, what this, this key, key goes to. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna try to pick it. Alright, go ahead, and I need you to make a lockpick check. 21. Oh. <laughs> the DC was a 20. This, this is an advanced lock. As you go ahead and start picking through it, you realize this lock is way more advanced than even the door lock that was outside, but you make short work of it because you're Nimdiok, the fantastic spy rogue. You unlock it and you open it, and then there are these folders, which look to be kind of like the documents on the top of the desk, but these are the confidential and most important documents. Man, if only there was some kind of object that would be able to capture what we see now to be able to look back at it later. <laughs> that would just be like absolutely inc Maybe one day society will get there. I've got one and I just take Can all I the have papers, shove it in my bag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the, yes. the audience doesn't know what that's for yet, but. <laughs> yes. Um, I. Got a question? Yes. How high is the. Skylight window. Thing. 15 feet up. How high can I jump? I was about to say, throw me first. This is how we're getting at it. I want to check this locked door. Throw like, I kind of want to, like, I want to check the, the other the door. The drawer. No, 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 no. Because you just opened it and you're able to in. The two doors on the other side of the yes. room said one was a closet. Mm -hmm. I want to check the other one that's not the closet. Okay, what are you looking for inside? Wait, sorry. Nimdiok, are you looking in the drawer now? Or did you guys just open no, it? I, took, it? I, well, no. I dumped the drawer into my bag. Yeah, he's taking <laughs> everything. Said, she said all that. I wish there was something, and I was like, there is, and I took everything and just put it in my bag. That's great. I so, love that. So you now have all these yeah. important documents got, in your bag. And we don't know what they are, because we didn't bother to look at them nope, first. Nope. So you go ahead we just took them. and head towards the second door that is in the closet. And as you open it up, it's not locked, and you open it up, and there is a uh, toilet. This is a bathroom. Oh, okay. But it's like, let me describe. This isn't a porcelain toilet like we have in modern day. This is a, like a, a bench that can be opened up, and there is a giant tube that goes down to the sewers. It's not the porcelain throne, but it's it's just it's made of fancy wood. Like How this big is, is the hole? This is like fine cherry oh, wood. Oh, <laughs> no, it's cherry wood, sir. How big is the hole in the bottom? The hole in the bottom is no about like eight feet ish in diameter. Is that eight? No, sorry, five feet. Five feet in diameter. Okay, so if we really need to, this could be a good escape route. That's disgusting. Yeah, I, I agree. Damage. Is there are there any dressers? Sorry, there's a closet. A wardrobe. Or there's a wardrobe. Yeah, I think, I think, I think I'm gonna go in the closet anyway. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in and just look around. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna move it under the skylight. Okay. Yeah, you push this dresser under Climb the skylight. Climb on top. Jump out of the roof. Uh, what about me? I'm gonna throw a rope down. Okay. Okay. Great. Is there anything that looks really nice that would fit me in Brumby's closet? There are some really flashy capes. I will like, take one. Like this is the. 
like lavender red cape with the white and black frilly kind of outside hem. I'll take it. All right, I put it on. Boom! You have now donned the king's cape, which sounds like a really cool item card, but there's nothing special about this. Darn. <laughs> you jump up, Nimdiok, to the top of the roof as you can kind of look through a different skylight heading down to the main room, and you notice the amount of unconscious and dead bodies as Sheik and Angus are messing with these different things. Yeah. It's pretty ridiculous. Uh, and in case we didn't make it clear, I climb up the rope that he threw down. Yes, you climb okay. up the rope. You are now both on the rooftop. Okay. I'm gonna pick up the thing again and throw it off the roof. <laughs> yeah, you go ahead and pick up the symbol again. You chuck it off the roof. Uh, any direction, front yard, backyard, side yards. There was the hedge maze. There was the statue. There was hedge the... maze. They won't no, find I'm it. I'm gonna throw it at the statue. Okay, cool. This thing isn't the most heavy thing in the world, but you do throw it on the statue. I need you to make a dexterity check. The statue. <laughs> I want it to break. Uh, oh, you, dexterity? You want it to break? Yeah. Do you want to break the symbol? I want to break either the symbol or the statue. <laughs> you want to break something? <laughs> um, okay, so just dexterity, right? Yes. Oh gosh. This this is about to take 3d6 damage here. 19. <laughs> okay, as you like frisbee chuck this off with your whole body, like imagine a giant hula hoop that was solid all the way through. You're spinning around and chucking it off it lands directly on the statue. I need you to roll 3d6 damage. Stipple, are you doing anything up in this roof? Um, I'm just kind of checking out, seeing uh, the town, the people, what, what's going oh, on cool. this time about this time of night. There's people. It's active. Okay, There's, great. you know, taxi cabs that are drawn by horses and stuff. I take out the deck that I got. Okay, you take out the magic deck, yeah. It's in a case, correct? Like, it's in a case, yeah. It's in a box. A golden, sure. transparent case, yeah. Okay. No god. I look at Nimdiok and I say, I think this might come in handy later, and I put it in my pocket. Man, you got me excited. Okay, cool, yeah, you show him the deck, <laughs> and you put it in your pocket. How much damage sure. did... 14. 14? As it falls down, the symbol itself cracks into four different pieces, falling around and into the water of the fountain, and is now hidden under the water of the fountain. Um, it hit the head and did chip the head of this lady. So like a chunk of her hair just falls Was down. Was it like well crafted as well, the statue? Yeah, yeah, the statue's really nice. So we've killed like... No, the statue's fine. No, 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 but we've... I'm just going to recap. Yeah. We, we've killed like 30, 40 some odd innocent people. Destroyed some artwork. And... Uh, and you gave a haircut to a statue. And achieved almost nothing. We're really great here. No, you got a lot of information. These two, the stuff you just threw in your backpack, bringing that back to the, uh, not the Harbingers of Redfield and Spring Equity. That was the old mm. group. What are we, the... Uh, the agent... No, we're not the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It is... The... The... The, Stop. the League of Shields. The League of Shields! Yeah, bringing that back to the League of Shields Loss. is crazy good. We're going to loss, guys. Does, but does that outweigh the weight on your soul? I don't know. There's no weight on my soul. Yeah, there never is, is there? <laughs> okay, by the way, Nimdiok, when you throw something off the roof, you hear multiple guards on the outside of this building say, Huh! <laughs> okay. Is there an obvious, like, way for us to get off this roof? Like, is there a ladder for, like, maintenance people? No. Okay, so we I have to, like, I see a zipline in your future. Yeah. We're gonna get back to you. Okay. Thoradin. God, it's my turn, ain't it? No, it's not your turn. Ma'am. It's Daytaurus' turn. Oh, God. As he rolls an attack on you. Well, he's got to move to me first. 
He, he does, sorry, he moves to you. He was 40 feet away from me. Yes, 45. You're currently in the doorway of the laboratory. He walks into the doorway and swings a haymaker towards you, which is an 18 plus. Let me actually just see what that is because I like the specifics. Would you like to tell me that he probably rolled a 25? How many hits, Johnny? No, it's better. He rolled a 27. He has a plus nine? <laughs> what a fat man. What a big boy with fat with pH. <laughs> yeah, he swings a hard hit towards you. And you're gonna take... I am raging. Oh, you are raging. Good for you. Okay. Well, that's 22. 11 is what you meant to say. Ah, uh, yes. You half the damage because of your rage. As he swings into you, you are now, like, beefing out. And he notices that his hit I'm doesn't impact you as much. And he gets upset. Oh, it is now no. your turn. You are now in the entryway to this laboratory. Let me describe the laboratory really quickly. So I you thought know. you were going to say he was going to rage also. And that both of us are going to deal half damage to each other. <laughs> As you look around this room, it is a proper laboratory. Filled with all types of different lab instruments and fancy materials and uh, components to different things. Right next to you on a shelf, there is a bunch of serums and vials and potions assorted in mixing vials and beakers. Uh, there is a red one, a green one, a blue one, an orange one that are directly next to you. Behind you, there's other things, such as a on the desk, there's a like lantern, a display lantern that looks like the ones lining the streets outside that seems to have been worked on, apparently. Um, also in this room are tests for the electric fence for the actual castle itself and attempts at making certain magic items. Um, and then the far wall, besides all the different shelving around this room, there's a giant poster for the table of elements in this fantasy world. Yeah, my character may not be a smart man, but he can probably recognize that that lantern is how they're doing the mind control around here. And that might be the points around the road that they have set up. Um, also speaking of not being a very intelligent character, I'm gonna roll an arcana check on those potions to see which one I think I can drink safely. Okay. 13. 13. I mean, one of the better rolls I could make. Mm-hmm. Sadly. So, you look at these, the red, the green, the blue and the orange, and you can't really tell, but red or blue both look like they could be cool. They might heal you. They might can't heal me? Well, you, what do you, what or do you just say? They wouldn't hurt me. Oh. You, they look like they wouldn't hurt you. Oh. It's kind of hard to tell. Because I think red would heal, I'm gonna drink the blue. Glug, glug, glug. Blue. Down, All right. down the chug, you know? Let's get it. Immediately as you begin to drink the blue, you now start floating. You now have a flying speed equal to <laughs> your movement speed. This is a levitation. Sick. Kind of. Do the other ones... Can I intuit <laughs> from my roll that the other ones are not good? Uh, no. You, well, oh, I'm sorry. You do notice that the um, green and the orange do seem slightly more dangerous because of the vials they're in. Okay, then I will... Uh, freaking... What is, I don't know what his movement speed is, but it's probably lower than 45 feet. I'm going to use my action to disengage from him and fly away to the other side of the lab. Okay. Looking around at as many things as I can. You disengage, you fly over to the other way, and he gets very upset that you fly away as he tries to, he swipes towards you, but he misses entirely since you disengage and dodge out of the way of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he gets upset. Um, it is now his turn, and he's not gonna do a punch attack because you went out far away from him. So he's going to use his only ranged attack, which I'm going I'm to I'm gonna metagame a for a second. Let me tell you something. Let me let me metagame for a half second. The stat block I'm using for Daytaurus is the giant ape stat block. 
The giant ape has a fist attack and also has a rock attack, which they can throw rocks, throw rocks and yeah. does more damage. Yeah. So instead of a rock, Daetorus is going to bend down and rip out of the shelving unit a furnace. A kind of kiln that you would like heat up clay in or some other things that the scientist apparently uses for. He rips it out of the wall, lifts it above his head, and chucks the furnace towards you. What a strong boy. What a scary strong boy. 15 plus 9. Johnny, like, yes. Okay, this is 76 plus 6. 76 plus 6? This was not leveled. This this guy was not leveled for no, one No, no, I'm not taking it personally. It's just you <laughs> want to kill me. <laughs> Alright, that is 27 points of damage. And down to... Round it up. 14. Uh, 14. Yes. Alright, so... <laughs> he throws this giant kiln towards you, and it cracks around you, pushing you back a little bit as it crumbles to the sides of you. You get a little bit of a headache from that one. I am going to fly back and grab the red potion. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's next to him now, so you're going to be in his zone. I'm fully planning on attacking this man this turn. All right, cool. You grab the red. His range attacks deal a lot more damage. What do you want to do with the red serum? Drink I it? Chug it. All right, you chug it. That is a regular health serum, so I need you to go ahead and do... Is it just a regular 2d4 plus 2? Yes, 2d4 uh, plus 2. I was hoping it would be a better one. Sorry, no. 2d4 plus 2 is still pretty it good. It is uh, 6, uh, 8, 8 healing. Boy, I needed that. Okay, I am then planning on attacking him. Yes, please go ahead and make an attack. 10 plus 6, 16. 16 hits. And then I'll just go ahead and roll the second attack. Mm -hmm. That's higher than that. So that's two hits. 8 plus 3 is 11, plus 10, 21 damage. That is very good as you go ahead and describe this. What does this look like as you fly uh, so, towards so like, Superman style? I, 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 I like ready my axe, fly forward, scoop up the potion, chug it, and then like cut across once, then cut backwards again. Yes. And or no, I'll spin and hit him on the back spin again from the other side. Chopping into him, he is ferocity over here. Ferocity? And now that you're in his zone, he's not going to do another throw attack. He's going to just wail at you again. I'll take it. No way this man can deal 44 points of damage in one turn. 17. Uh, that hits. That's 23 points of damage. Is he human? Uh. Thoradin? He is wailing into you left, right, knocking the wind out of you. What are you doing on your turn? Drinking By the another... way, let me say, at this moment, we catch up in time to the moment where you hear a loud shatter from above you. I'm... The whole room rocks a little bit, and the potions that were on the shelf Does he react to any of that? Oh, yeah, he definitely freaks out, but he's a bit more involved in involved your in me. And so am I. Fight, yeah. Uh, this whole room is shaking around you and glass is falling down and breaking. Stop me if you've heard this one before. I'm going to drink a potion and hit him twice. The green and the orange do shatter down and you can't use those anymore. I gain six. But by the way, you notice that the orange hits the tabletop and catches on fire. Catches on fire. The green fire. hits down and melts into the tabletop. Yeah, acid and alchemist fire. I had assumed that they would be those things. I just didn't want to risk it in case they were like, you actually just get really strong. Yeah. How much All right. I healed for eight, or six, sorry, and I'm going to attack him twice. I'm going to make the first one reckless. Six plus six is twelve to hit. Twelve to hit? Um, that just hits. Yes! Exactly hits. The other one is greater than that. Sick. Let's keep this up. As you swing over, you're almost missing him with your attack with your axe, and he's backing up, but then you kind of just like change your orientation a little bit and yeah. slaps right into him. Rolling. Oh! 28. 
28 total? 28 damage. You're knocking this guy down, and he's very upset. Because I keep healing every turn. No, yeah, you're healing, and he's not happy with that, and he's going to continue to pound into you at this point. Uh, swinging around, kind of rotating around you, but staying he in his own. He has advantage on this attack. Oh. I, I, I used a reckless attack, which means I gain advantage, but then he gains advantage. Okay, he has advantage as he goes around you and tries to, like, kind of grab your throat and punch you in another time. Oh, his advantage gave him a natural 20. That's not what I was hoping for. Yep. So he That's can roll. I was hesitating. 66. He can only deal with 30. 41. 49. Stop adding. Stop. Yeah. 66 plus what? Did you roll the right dice? Not 66. I'm sorry. 60, 10. That's a horse of a different color. That's a very horse. Yeah, no, this is punch attacks. His punch attacks do 3d10, but he does double that right now. Okay, but how much did he do? I'm sorry, I just counted that out. What 49 is, is what you said. That's and then do you add 6 to that? No, no, that's the number. Okay, 49. That's 50. 25 damage. Frickin' frackin' frick. I'm up to, I'm down to 13 health, guys. I want to describe what he just did. He got a natural 20. So he does do what I said he started to do. He grabs you around the neck, and then cracks your back, and you take that full amount of damage all the way through your oh. body. You fall down onto your knees, but then you're able to get back up and turn around for your turn. What are you I mean, doing? That just made my stomach, like, drop. That's how you take that much damage, my bud. So he's, he is below half. Yes. He has to deal 26 damage to kill me. He can probably do that. I should drink a potion. I'm drinking that? my last potion. Frick. Five health. Come on, Thor. Pull it together, man. I'm I'm attacking this man twice. Go ahead, I'm a raging dice. barbarian. There's no way that I can't just attack this man twice. Will not be reckless this time. Thinking about Smart. it. Smart. Advantage uh, for him is really bad. 21. Freaks. <sighs> eight. Come on, Thornton. Pick it up, man. Come on. I roll a one on a d12. Six damage. Uh, I mean, you're slowly whittling through him. I know. I wish I was fastly. Yeah. It's now his turn as he goes ahead and grabs a kind of spoke of some sort from a shelf right next to him and just wails over your head. And I dodge it. No, I'm, I'm just doing the fist attack. <laughs> Dang it. Wow. I'm using this dice always. Sorry. No. 18 plus 9. He did exactly 30 in this hit. As he hits oh. you over the head, it wow. bends this metal spoke around your head. And there's a bit of a cave-in on good old Thornton's skull. I'm gonna say, by the way, the amount of damage this guy is doing to you is leaving some scars that will last for a long time oh, on Thornton's body. I got body. scars out my butt. This giant metal bar that he hits you over the head with causes a scar that goes all the way over your eyebrow and down your cheek. Yeah, that's attractive. Great. I need you to give me a perception check that's not part of your turn. Okay, that's fair. I can do that. Nine. He looks weak, but um, stronger than you. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, he's looks stronger than I wanted to time. see. I, I, if you rolled high enough, I was going to give you a, an exact number of hit points. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But. I'm going to use my action to disengage and run away using my movement. Okay. I'm then going to use my bonus action attacks and tax my frenzy rage to throw a throwing axe at him. Sounds good. I, I, I'm going to warn you, Thomas. When you're out of his range, he, he likes throws. using a stronger range attack. Then I am going. Can I find any sort of cover? Can I get around a wall? You, get a room? No. You can get around a desk. 
there is the central desk that goes down the entirety of this long room. No, and I'm getting out of the lab. Oh, you're getting out of the lab? I'm, I'm, you, then you I'm can go down the hallway. With 45 feet, you can duck around multiple different corners. I will be doing this thing. All right. You can just I duck behind out. a corner and then throw an axe? Yeah, well, you can throw an axe before. Throw an axe in the middle yeah, of your yeah, movement. Yeah, yeah, throw an axe in the middle of my movement. All right. Please go ahead and I roll still have attack. disadvantage on this. I'm going to declare it as reckless. Okay. Because I can get full cover after this. That's, yeah, absolutely. <sighs> Thank God. 22. That's now please go ahead and roll for damage. D4 plus 5, 7 damage. I'm gonna whittle this man. 7 damage. This man ain't an innocent civilian. Uh, he's probably innocent. He's just a guard. Alright, you run your way out and you're now in the middle of the hallway as the sounds that are coming through the rest of the palace is like, you know, shattering glass, people falling down. We're gonna get back up to you in a second unless you want to say one more thing going through this hallway. Thornton doesn't like the sounds of hearing people screaming and dying from up above him. It on mass, not down for that. Like if it sounds like like blood, I'm not down for that. Yeah. Hey everyone, it's Thomas, your friendly neighborhood monk. Go wash your hands. There's a big crazy disease out there, so that means no sharing earbuds with complete strangers to let them know about this amazing podcast. But what you can do is share this podcast with complete strangers on the internet. The best way to let us know that you want more of this show is to share it with others and leave a review on iTunes. As well, make sure you check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and head over to our website, hoacast.com, for character bios, links to those socials, and links to the most recent episodes on all your favorite podcasting platforms, as well as some cool world history as written by our dungeon master, Johnny Chase. Just like last episode, I would like to thank BattleBards for the music used in this episode, you can use code GREETINGSWAYFARES with no spaces at checkout for 50% off the monthly subscription. I'd also like to take some time in this episode to thank our amazingly talented banner artist, Drawing Conversation. He and I sat down before this podcast and discussed what we imagined the banner to look like, and might I say he exceeded all expectations with his amazing rendering of us sitting at the table, enjoying some food, and having fun. Make sure to drop him a follow on Instagram and YouTube at Drawing Conversation, and let him know what a great job he did. He posts content about all sorts of nerd culture and dives into its history as he draws art of it. So with that, I'd like to thank you all for listening and hope you enjoy. Now let me return you to the action. Angus and Sheik, we're now at the beginning of this whole loop. All of you have taken your individual kind of group turns, and now we're back to Angus and Sheik in the main ballroom. There are ten main civilians who are running in your direction, ready to still grapple. That was the last... uh, instruction they got, and the guards are also heading towards you. Um, but first, it is Gelder's turn. You hear him say a quick word that you don't understand. It's in another language. And he's like, you hear this voice below the chandelier. Immediately, he gets to use a little thing. I mean, you wouldn't know what he's doing necessarily unless you want to make an arcana check. Yeah. Yeah, but like, we need to know. From I need to know. That's trash. Seven. Okay, Sheik, while you're under here, you can also listen to this word and see if you can recognize it using an arcana check. Sixteen. You do actually understand this. This word is actually from a long-lost language that is only really used by wizards these days in order to easily have a word that they can always say that will be connected to a certain spell or superpower. And he's saying a word that translates to haste. Um, so he's going to... a minute. Squeeze on out, using his action. He squeezes out from under the chandelier. Dashes down with 
double his movement speed to the front doors of this building, and with just his free speech, he instructs all the guards and civilians to attack them, kill them, and then he runs out the front doors. Sheik, it is your turn. You're underneath this giant heavy object. I'm going to turn into a spider. Perfect. Awesome. To get out of this. Once you actually transform into a spider, this is your last usage of Wild wild Shape for the short rest, I think? Yes. Yeah, it's for any short rest or long rest. Mm -hmm. So you turn into a spider, which ends up just, you fall down. Angus, you go to help Sheik, and then suddenly she disappears. And the entire, like, the body that was on top of her falls down, and the chandelier falls down more. There's just this quiet creaking before a spider critters its way out. Wait. Oh, sorry. Wait, so does that mean I wasted a turn or action? So I didn't even do anything. Oh, no, you didn't waste it. No, because she she ended up not taking it. I want to hit my horse butt, and I want to chase after that little Speedy Gonzalez. Hit your own horse butt? My belt buckle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! yeah. But do I get to, like, jump on top of him? Uh, totally. Shoot a web. Be like Spider-Man. But, but first, fly beyond. There still is a crowd, which comes before you. So can I just trample him? Listen, this is. I mean, yeah, you can afterwards. I'm still <laughs> going to make sure that the ten commoners and the what did I say? Four guards. Sure. Don't yeah, remember that number. They're gonna, but they're going to attack you. But as Wait, a hold spider, no. huh? Do they know I'm a spider? They don't know you're. A sp- no, they yeah, They don't. They're not aiming at you. Exactly. Wait, John. Hold up. Yes. <laughs> I disappeared. That's only one hit out of five currently. (laughs) And that's two, three, four. So four of the commoners hit you, which is only going to be like eight damage. And now the four guards are going to shoot crossbows at you. 11 plus 7 is 18, 19, 20. I only have one hit point left. (gasps) You are hit by crossbow bolt and crossbow bolt. You only have one hit point left? Oh my gosh. Well, the dice were like, in that moment. Yeah. You are currently alive with one hit point so, and arrow sticking out. Arguably, the dice hate you and also love you at the same time. There are... They're like, hey, screw there, you, there are still ten common. There's still ten commoners and four guards. And by the way, at this point, you notice out on a balcony up above you to the left, there are these like two guards who clamor out of the hallway, like holding their ears, and they suddenly say, we can hear you, yeah! And they start like celebrating, they look down and like, oh crap! And they start aiming at you, but they don't get an action at this point. Oh, it's, okay. <laughs> they were left back there this whole time. Okay, Angus, it's now your turn. I'm booking it. I'm you're just... booking it, you're just aiming, you're going for it for him? I mean, I'm trying to get out of there where there's not people trying to kill me by the mass. All right. Action to horse butt. Action. Horse Is that a 50 butt. feet movement speed? Yes, sir. 60 feet. Sorry. Oh. Gelder's movement speed is 30, doubled to 60, which means you're running at the exact same pace as him. Gelder looks behind and sees you 10 feet away from him. <laughs> and I, I wave my eyebrows. I'm like, he... As you wave your eyebrows up and down, wiggling like that, he looks back at you, frowns, and just gives a snarling look, and yells out to the guards on the front of the palace, saying, ATTACK THEM! And now he's going to use both of his actions to dash, which gives him 180 feet of movement speed. As he bolts all the way down, and actually, honestly, I'll say this, because of how quick he's moving, he jumps normally. But that momentum keeps him going and he jumps over the fence in this wide arcing jump that carries him a good like 40 feet. A 40 foot Haste long jump. Haste is like jump. a really good spell. Haste is ridiculous 
And as he jumps this whole way, he just runs out into the streets beyond. And he is now 180 feet away from you. Far away? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to incorporate everybody that's outside together. Nimdiok, Sheik, Dipple, and Angus, you're all now acting together on this escape route. The guards are now looking out, and the way we're going to run initiative is our good, good guy team, players, and then the guards are going to go. So, right now, what does everybody want to do, honestly, as you're, you two are up on the roof and the other two are going down this main walkway? To the pirate ship. Where are we on the, on the roof? If you look at the face of the building, you're on the right side, which is closer to the hedge maze. On the left side would be the building that had the cart and horses. Is, um, is there any, are there any guards in the hedge maze? Like no. anybody walking around no, in there? No, there's, there's no one walking is around. Is there like an obvious way out like the side? Um, the hedge maze is entirely encapsulated inside the fences. Okay. So, okay. not anything How that far is the fence? The fence in really any corner direction from you is about 30 feet away. And we saw where they, where, what's his name went? Gelder? Yeah. I uh, give me a perception check. It's gonna be hard to watch this Speedy Gonzalez character run out into the city alleyways. From the roof? Yeah. 25? Yeah. You have a what? <laughs> Okay, I have to roll stealth against that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> okay, well, you definitely see his direction. You do lose sight of him after a while, so that's where the 25 even can't beat, like you can't look through a building. But he definitely runs down, heads to the right of this whole direction, and starts heading westward in this town. I think we need to just let him go for now. Meet up you can with try this, to follow him this, if you'd like. Yeah, this I doesn't feel like Clyde. a guy that we can fight right now. Yeah, meet up with Clyde and then figure this out later. All right. <clears throat> Run. Running? Dun. I'm running up his back, though. He's <laughs> go way faster than I can. Angus, as you run out towards this front guard gate... The... With a spider on your back. It's a closed gate, and there's still those two guards with clipboards out at the front, kind of just, like, taking their guard shift. But the gate is closed. What are you going to do? Can I see them going towards the gate? Yeah, you, you two up on the roof, notice your buddies on horseback. Well, actually, you, you notice Angus Okay, I'm going to use my sage down. hand and open the door for uh, sure. Yeah, it's only 30. Yeah, you're good. You go ahead and reach down. I don't and think it's it. strong enough to do anything like that. Doesn't matter. As you're going forward, you notice this tiny purple hand swim in front of you, and then, like, with a pinky up, unlatch the latch as the gate slowly begins to open, and you just pounce your way through. The guards both get hit by the fence as you kind of propel the fence further outwards. And they go, ah, they start rolling down this giant, long, stone-like pathway. And then I'm going to grab Dipple and use my pathway globe and go in front of where they're running. I forgot that you had that. As you grab this globe, you immediately get to use a minor version of Dimension Door as this hole opens up in front of you, the square doorway, and you grab Dipple, bring her through, and you're now in front of Angus and Spider. Okay, you guys are out of the way. You guys run. You won't have much troubles outside of that. Arrows are flown, none of them hit you. You all get to escape to whichever direction you'd like to go. But meanwhile... It's okay, don't worry about me. Thordin, you are currently in the belly of the beast. You have flown away from the red shining door, and you pass by the other doors I described, the wooden door with the iron on it, and the... I was gonna ask you about those. Yeah, what was the other door? There was two it was a silver door. 
Yeah, and the fully, it was a fully stone door. A fully stone door and a wooden one with little iron bands on it. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you'd like to do either of those, you can, or you can just keep going down the path and get up to the stairs. Can I, as I'm flying, can I try and open any of them? Do any of them open easily? Um, yes. Which one do you want to go for? You can choose one, stone or wood. Stone. Okay. I would like to go in that room. As you head down, you click this door open and push it. It's a heavy door, but you flying gives you that extra speed here. And I'm raging. You open it up, and suddenly a chilly wind hits you. And you look inside, and you're in a wine cellar. Oh. There are shelves across the sides, a lot of different barrels, and among the different the wine shelving itself, there's all these fancy bottles of wine with the golden edges. Uh -huh. um, you also see a few casks that are labeled with five X's. And beyond that, um, you notice that there is a ladder on the floor, and in the ceiling there is a trapdoor. You said five X's? I did say five X's. Here's all he can do in his turn. He's going to use his movement to run around a corner, and when you see him, you notice that as part of a combo of his action, he has ripped another appliance from the laboratory, and he's holding it, getting ready to throw ready it to you across the hall. I will give you half cover, though, which means you have... Half cover? Sorry, no, no, three-fourths cover. He's going around this corner, and you're far enough away that he's going to have struggles. You have a plus five to your AC. Did you not close the door behind you? I mean, I didn't Well, think he I didn't get to go through the door yet. So I forgot that... Uh, well, no, Jake I could move 45 feet to get into the room. Like, was the room more than 45 feet away? Yes. Oh, okay. I, I right. thought this was the beginning of your turn. I forgot that Taurus hasn't taken no, this. No, yeah. I'm, so, in all fairness. what's your AC plus 5? Because you've got the extra I'll power. roll the thing first, and then we'll talk. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, so that's an 8 plus 9. You miss. I miss? You miss. You... You... Yes, you miss. Oh my gosh, yes. My, my AC is 20 with a plus 5. Through this hallway, he throws, he throws this giant, like, stone-crafted boiler. As it hits the wall, it cracks open and boiling water flies all over this room, and it flies down. It's gonna ruin the wine. You're doing this... Well, you're, no, not it's in, like, you're not in there yet. Yeah, true. You're going into this room, and on your turn, you're Indiana Jonesing right through this door as this giant boiler... It's scratching across the wall and flies over the doorway as you're closing the door behind you. And you hear it clambering in the hallway behind you. What are you doing in your turn? It's like rocket fuel. <laughs> You've got an action and a bonus action. And... Johnny, yes. I'm gonna pick up a cask. You're gonna love this. Of Dragon Bite Bitter. Okay. I'm gonna set it in front of the... I'm gonna kick open the door and roll it out. I chug my serum of fire resistance. And I shoot the metal on the cask with my crossbow. No, I'm not going to use my crossbow. I will throw some of my throwing axes because I, can, I, I can't I can make two attacks with the crossbow. Yeah. But I can make two attacks with my throwing axes. I will let that happen. Nine plus six. That 15 hits. Yeah. Do you want me to roll damage? No, no, no. Okay. You break it open, the axe flies through the cask, and it, uh, this ale flies everywhere and splashes around. As he's running around this, it kind of splashes a little bit on him as well. Oh, you know what? As my second attack, I have a tinderbox. I'm gonna just light a match real quick and chuck it in. <laughs> I have two attacks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm frenzy raging. Mm -hmm. I can do a lot of things. No, your resistance <laughs> is doing a whole lot more than the chili can, room. Can I throw the match and shut the door as I chuck it? Like slow-mo style, the match is Have you is used your bonus action? Kind of like no. SpongeBob in yes. real life. But yes, you're using you your bonus you action. you drank the... The oh yeah, you potion. did, Jonathan. So I'll say no. Can, you can't. can I use a key point 
to do it. Hey, John, yeah, you can use a key punch. He throws it like SpongeBob in real life, and he throws it. Like <laughs> like, Thomas, who is playing as Thoradin, I need you to roll four d ten fire damage. Nineteen plus nine, twenty-eight. So I, I look out as I roll this cask forward and chuck my axe into it. How many damage is that? It twenty-eight. It busted oh open and I lit a match, chucked it forward, and quickly shut the door behind me. Okay, Thoradin, this blast happens, and you hear, you feel this concussive blast this as it hits a stone the door. door. Correct. It is a stone door. Good. But the blast is hard enough that it. Cracks the door back open. I'm fine with this. You don't take any damage, but it slaps back open. And listen, three episodes in a row, let's make another Tom Cruise reference. <laughs> this guy looks exactly like Cavill at the end, when his face is burned. Oh, God. That's what Daytoris looks is like. Is he there. dead? He's not dead. He is still alive, oh. staring you down. So he's like Harvey Two-Facing it, right? Yes, he's Harvey Two-Facing it. His clothes are burnt, and his face is just charred from this fire blast. This whole hallway is just destroyed. And he's staring down at you. If this man didn't get he blown back... He closed the door. He can't be staring at him. The door got blasted if back open. If this man didn't okay. get blown back by the explosion of this, I'm impressed. Oh, he's on his... He's prone. Okay, good. Yeah, he's prone. So he's laying right. down while like, he's just like... Yeah. He's... I mean, he, I imagine he stood up. But... Oh, yeah, no. He's gonna stand up on his turn. He stands up, heads towards you. Oh, man. You're right next to the door. He's walking through where all that alcohol he's was. He's on fire? And he doesn't care. Honestly, I don't care. He's, he's I gonna, love the fire. Uh, Thoradin, roll 1d6 more damage as he's simply walking over the fire that's fire, activated. Yeah, that's another 5 damage. Okay. I stare him down. I am Later. impressed, but I am angry. He is 40 feet of movement speed. He's going to walk right he up. Has to, no, he only has 20. Oh, yes, he has 20. Which means he can't get to me. Nope, he gets into the doorway. Yes! <laughs> It is your turn. Gordon, what do you want to do? Oh my god! I'm going to run up to him. Okay. I'm going to spend my last key point for the day to take two bonus fist attacks. And I'm going to hit him twice with my axe as well. One of them will be a reckless attack. Uh, I mean, 17 plus 6. That hits. 14 plus 6. That hits. 10. Plus. Flat. 4 plus 6. 14 plus 6. That hits. Okay. My punches deal a d4. Yes. <sighs> Do better than that. 10 plus 15, 35 damage. Raging is really good. Okay, Thomas, let me redo that math for you. 10 plus 15? Oh, 25. Sorry. Thank you. I'm going to show you We're going to edit that out of the podcast. No, we're not. Well, what doesn't matter? You did 25 <laughs> points of damage. I want you to see the number written down at the bottom of his health. Yes! <laughs> yes! Thoradin Ironfist, you have just taken a 157 hit point monster. That was meant to be killed by all five of us. And taken it down to zero. How do you want to finish this guy off? He's walking toward me like covered in fire and I see this. I just run up to him. One axe in one knee, one axe in the other so that he falls down onto his knees in front of me. And then I just knock him out. Yes. You get the replay from like three different camera angles of that hit and him falling into the floor. Hit! Falling into the floor. Let's let's keep this in mind. Falling into fire. Yes. He falls backwards. The flames crawl up the door frame of this. God, I wish I could tell him good fight. But. You can. He is currently like fading. If you want to like spite him in his last moments, you can. Don't you ever doubt a short guy again. (laughs) 
<laughs> Thordin, this man is on fire and I feel bad about that. I instantly calm down and come out of my rage. Mm-hmm. There are buckets of water around. Not buckets, but, but uh, barrels of water. Yeah, I'll pour one out on him. Okay. I don't, he doesn't need to die. Yes, then you splash it over him. And then I want to stabilize him. I know that that sounds terrible, but he'll die if I don't. I need you to make a medicine check. You have to beat a 10. Uh, medicine, that's a 5. Okay, he does one death save. Go ahead. I'm not telling you what he got. I'll do it again. Four? <gasps> Did he crit fail? I'm sorry, yeah, that's a natural one. Did he already fail the first one? He, he faints in front of my eyes! As you're trying to say, you guys are so excited that you were finally taking him down and then you, you wanted, just wanted no, 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 no. to save him. I really him? want to paint the picture of the dichotomy between raging Thoradin and not raging Thoradin. That is a good point. Like, Thoradin went on this whole trip to figure out the difference between what being angry is and what being selfless is. And what being a real hero means. It doesn't mean just beating a guy to death. Yeah, you're kind of Batmaning this. You're going to beat the guy, but then get him into jail, you know? It's yeah, like... it, the, the point isn't to kill ruthlessly. It's, it's to defend and to... Thomas, I'm going to paint a picture. Your journeys in becoming a monk has taught you a lot about yourself. And your ways of rage that you started off as a barbarian has been something you've been struggling with. In this moment, as you overcome and break your rage in this fight that you are so proud to be the victor of, for the simple sport of it, Old Thoradin would have cheered. You now look down and try to save this man in a way to be honorable in your fight. And as you lean down, trying to push onto his chest and save him, you feel him giving up. And he's now gone. The fire is currently growing. Uh, I'll slowly. grab it. Is there a blanket nearby? Uh, there's some tarps. Yeah. I'll close his eyes and cover him. Okay. And walk away. You walk Am away. Am covered in blood? <laughs> uh, you also are wearing an oversized outfit. human guard outfit. Reek of alcohol and fire. Yeah. Your fancy <laughs> clothes are on another body. I'll go change into the fancy clothes on the other guy. Okay. Yeah. You got to go back out and you got to Yeah, I'll walk clothes. back to the stairs. I'll change back into my clothes mm-hmm. and walk out. Thomas or Thornton, what do you do when you walk out and you see these mind control people heading out the front door? Well, I don't. I don't think they're mind controlled when I see them. I just see a chandelier and a ton of broken, ton of dead bodies. Yeah. I'll try and save one of them. One of them. No, I mean everybody's already dead. Very dead. They've been dead yeah. for a while. Well, no, they okay. got, the they picture is I run up to one to see if they're alive. I check a pulse. Nobody's alive. No, there's some people who are alive. Some of the people who got the bludgeoning damage simply got. I know, but I, I realize that they're not going to die. No, yeah, yeah. And I walk out. You've got really? nothing to help. Dang it. And I'll That's walk out. That's pretty cool. All right. You go ahead and escape. Um, a few of the guards notice you as you're leaving, and they shoot arrows at you that don't hit you, and you go ahead and escape off into the distance. We all regroup back at the underside of the Balancing Jester Tavern and Inn, which, underneath which, is the secret basement lair that... The League of Shields currently has as one of their main bases, not their only one. You like you come to Clyde, who is so, so proud of your mission. He was standing at a watch post nearby with Wilbur, and they tell you about how they were so proud of watching you guys do this. And they were there just in case you needed backup, but they didn't want to jump in just in case, you know, they would ruin your guys. Because you know they know you're going in secretly. You had this secret mission, they didn't want to ruin that. But you join back up, you put the file folders out in front of you, and you look at these different things. It's funny because they don't know what we did and we didn't know what they did. And nobody knows where I am. 
Well, the four of you who aren't Thomas or Thornton, the four of you can catch up with each other's uh, missions on the way. On the block. Yeah. yeah. So you guys know what happened in the upstairs room. You know Conval what happened. rejoins in the... us. I, I I assume she was probably at the the League of Shields um, area. League yes, of... absolutely. Yeah. Johnny, just so you know, when I do show up, it's a tavern, right? Yes. I will sit at the bar and take a drink. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. And and wait a bit okay. before I go downstairs. Most of this paperwork looks legitimate. It's not fake, but it's very, very high-class stuff. It looks like the papers that were on the top of his desk, but leveled up to some of the most integral parts of the town. As you take, like, multiple hours to look through this paper, there's no perception check necessary because you're not rushing this. You're slowly going through this. You see a lot of important stuff, such as things from the workers' guilds and practitioners of arcane powers, but two documents in specific catch your eyes. I'm going to start with Nimdiok. One page, one document, catches your eye specifically. There is a filed document that explains the construction of the floating towers and fortresses on the moats of earth above the city, the ones that float around. And you notice at the bottom, the head architect, the person who designed the technology and the arcane powers that actually keeps them afloat, the head of that is Nistrum. Secondarily, the rest of you notice a page that is very interesting, but kind of include it, it helps alongside with something that Thoradin discovered, but you can't know about just yet. One includes information about Gelder being the head planner for the Street Lanterns, and how a special, quote, long-lasting and self-automated flame will be used in all lanterns on the main roads. The plans then ignore putting lights on any of the side roads, and Gelder is the head of that building project. Every other piece is more just kind of boring stuff, like laws and stuff like that, but those are the two documents that are at most important. What would you guys like to do? Nimdiok, that one paper you're looking at caught your eye there. Um, what's so interesting about that? Would you like to explain me strong? Me as DM or Clyde? As, ah, Clyde. As Clyde. Clyde okay. would be good. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking he's got DM. A beautiful voice. I was thinking of DM, but then I was like, ooh, that's a good, that's a good idea. <laughs> Nimdiok, you look over knowingly towards Clyde, who you've had sparing conversations about Nistrum. And Nistrum looks to the table and says, sorry, not Nistrum. <laughs> Nistrum suddenly is at your table. No, but Clyde <laughs> looks towards the table and says, we only know sparing information about Nistrum, but this is what we know. He is an arcane practitioner, a scientist, but also effectively a wizard, who is sort of like Gelder. He has done different research, but not in the ways that Gelder has. We don't know much, but all we know is that he was apparently part of the city's construction. And the fact that he has helped build these things means that he is a perfectionistic on this. If he can do this, he can do a lot, if not anything. He is someone who could build anything you could ever imagine. He might not have a lot in the ways of powers that he can just zappo use, but the things that he can create with his powers are non-parallel. He can be very strong, and all we do know is that he works for the Great One. And we have no idea where the Great One is. He disappeared many months ago, and we're very scared of a giant strong wizard disappearing because he could be doing anything to try to take over or destroy the world as we know it. Nistrum could be our first 
hint towards where the Great One is. If you can find Nistrum, that would be perfect, but we don't know where he is. We have zero information where Nistrum is. And then I come downstairs. You walk downstairs and you hear the tail end of the sentence. And I say, and we have a bit more pressing matters to attend to right now. Gelder is using these lanterns to funnel the magic into the main streets of the city. That's what's fueling the mind control here. I would imagine that if we take out these lanterns, we will slowly but surely derail the entire system that Gelder has put in place here. Clyde walks away from the group a little bit and goes to a locked crate. He opens it up and pulls out a metal box. As he pushes the metal box on the table and unlatches it and opens it up, inside you see are secured golden badges. The same mind control badges you have experienced before the podcast started. And you see on the top, the symbol on this mind control badge matches exactly to this mind control symbol. And he says out loud, the city is a mind control medallion. You're saying that we need to rip apart the city? No, the lanterns. Why were we not affected by the mind control? I mean, the only... You you weren't affected by the mind control. He kind of stops when you say that and looks at you surprisingly. No, because whenever the dude activated the stone, he looked at me really weirdly as I just stood there and stared at him, still wanting to fight. Clyde has a moment of silence. He kind of backs up in his seat and looks at you all. I have no idea why. We knew it was dangerous for you to go there because the palace is the strongest source of the mind control energy. Just if you used it and you didn't get taken under, you are a way stronger asset to us than we could ever imagine. You know it. (laughs) He smirks and smiles at that. I have no idea what's going on with you all, but you are all amazing. Let me just say that first. Okay. How many people do you have working for you currently? Our organization varies... Here in the city. That are not controlled. As far as you're aware. Between 200 and 400. Okay. We need to get those people. We need to get them some ropes. Not all of them are trustworthy. If you're talking about purely agents... I want the trustworthy ones. We only have about 60 agents. Get them ropes. Get them tools. Get them crowbars. Get them out there at 4 a.m. Dismantling lanterns. All right. I think I have an idea. It caused some type of commotion somewhere in the city where the guards will be rushing towards some, some big explosion. Something like that. Get that commotion on the other side of the city while we have your agents go around and it, smash the... If we... If you're, if you're, might I just recommend, if you're proposing this great mission to decommission the city's mind control abilities, I might ask that you be the head of this initiative. Of course. And that you be there to cause that distraction. We will plan this, and we're going to make this work. But for now, Johnny says you guys need to level up. Okay. <laughs> so, you guys now are one step further. You all get to level up now to level eight, and we're gonna continue this story next well, episode. Because congratulations, you guys just finished another leg. You're that much closer to overcoming Gelder's control. And I freaking beat that dude! You did! I'm so proud of you. This is so good. <laughs>